how about yep. those that can't? How about, you know, I know you pray and, and talk to hundreds of people every month. How about those that are, you know, suicidal or that are drug addicted and they just cannot even process anymore that thought, you know, of let me release everything. How do you help them? How does grace healing play a role? Well, in my experience, um, and I've dealt with many people right at the brink of what you're describing. Um, when we genuinely come before one another in seeking compassionate understanding or the opportunity to vent out or express, what happens many times within humanity is people immediately want to try to fix something. When the person in the thoughts or spiritual influence of suicide doesn't want you to fix it yet they need to be heard first so in my heart what i do is and and we'll touch more upon the spiritual influence and the demonic influence here as we progress but i choose in that moment to just breathe and listen i allow the breath within me to be god's presence and as I hear them describing a story, I could immediately become part of the drama. <laughs> oh my God, I know what you mean. Oh my God, I've gone through the same crap. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and I could immediately overtake their story. That would be the spirit of sympathy, right? The spirit yes, of sympathy. Exactly. So if a person embraces spiritual sympathy, you're allowing them to increase the drama or deepen themselves within the suffering and you're going to drown with them. The spirit of sympathy is just like the lifeguards swimming up to a drowning victim, putting themselves right in harm's way. The drowning victim grabs them and they blah, 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 both go down and drown. That's the spirit of sympathy. That's demonic in nature and will take the lives of both. Or it will diminish the outcome of the experience tremendously. It'll either escalate the person in their dialogue to feel they're supported in it to the extreme that, okay, I'm justified in ending my life. Or... The other side of it, where it becomes so heavily burdened on the individual receiving the input from the potential suicide candidate, that that person leaves the phone call wondering what good is life, and they feel hopeless. And that's planted a seed to eventually become an overwhelming nature within that person, and they personally start thinking about the possibility of suicide. Well, geez, my friend Jim committed suicide, maybe I should do the same thing. And so, what I do usually is I listen actively upon God's presence. Now, what the person is saying, that's the difference. A lot of counselors listen to what the person is saying. I'm listening for what is God revealing. Because again, when the person calls up and, and they're heightened and they're pressing a deep emotion into the phone call, I really need to talk to you, Larry, blah, 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 or they were going on. There's my gap moment because here's the situation presenting Here's my gap moment. And there might be a time in their extreme reaction that I can say, well, are you interested in freedom from this? Or do you just need a chance to speak? No, I really want freedom from this. I don't want to do this. Okay, would you join me and just kind of take a deep breath? And when they take a deep breath, well, I can't breathe. Okay, would you let me pray with you? Well, I don't know what good that's going to do. I don't know. Let's find out. When I engage with them in the state of prayer, things change. Not me. I'm not doing it. 
It's just a willingness to embrace God over my reaction or response. And God shows up, not by my power, not by their need, but the reality is God is already present there. And in that moment of surrender, God's presence recognized by one of us present, me and the person that's calling, I'm fully aware that Yeshua steps in his intercessor. We are two, Yeshua and I, in fullness of agreement that God's presence will be revealed, not what the person was revealing spiritually. And meanwhile, within my heart, I'm releasing that spiritual distress within the person on the phone. I'm releasing the spirit of an overwhelming nature. I'm releasing the spirit of suicide. I'm releasing the spirit of self-judgment and shame. I'm just quietly doing those things within myself. So again, as a person is coming to us, and let's say we are not prayerful in our experience, take this simple understanding of the gap opening that Andreas explained. That gap, let that become God. Let the person that is listening breathe and listen and observe. Let that become God's moment. God's moment in you, now your listening capability will change. And you'll be able to hear what's really triggering the individual, not the spirit of suicide. Because many times if a person is calling about suicide, they ain't going to commit it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Most of the people that actually do it don't let people know. Yeah. So those that are actually conveying it, there's, there's an underlying issue within there. And nobody's trained to be a psychologist unless they are a psychologist or a psychiatrist. So don't try to fix the problem. Be present. Don't get sucked into the spirit of sympathy. Be present in God. Breathe, listen, and relinquish everything they reveal to you. You're saying, oh, my friend did this. I can't believe this. And I got this. And when I was raped, it was a little bit. So you're releasing the spirit of rape. You're releasing the spirit of judgment. You're releasing the spirit of self-disdain. You're releasing the spirit of sadness. I'm so depressed. And you're quietly releasing unto God. Thank you that you reveal. Thank you, God, that you reveal the spirit of depression within my sister or my brother. I return them unto you. I take not within myself any depression. I embrace the fullness of your presence within me for the sake of your daughter that speaks to me. 